The minute a Manchester United player thinks he is bigger than a manager, he had to go. Sir Alex Ferguson in his biography about David Beckham. Hi guys, welcome to an emergency episode of the Touchliner. We're not actually we won't even call it an episode. It's just a quick video talking about this guy's goat. Well, mine as well, but you know. My dad. <laughs> very, very disappointing. Baba Ahmed, but Ronaldo's also my dad. I have two dads. <laughs> hey yo. Disappointing, disappointing behavior from the thirty seven year old in a heterosexual I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> my father is happily married to a woman. Uh, oh my days! My unbiological, motivational dad. You know what? Sorry, this I, I, I needed. Won. I needed that because the amount, how hot my head has been uh, in the last hour or two. Okay, so first of all, I've got screenshots. I actually sent it in uh, the group chat with me, Ben and Hussein. Ash has so, been keeping us updated throughout this whole uh, episode. Yes, sir. So first of all, news comes out: Cristiano Ronaldo refused to come on as a substitute. And Man United's win against Tottenham on uh, Wednesday, last night. One of our best games this season. We'll go into more depth on the weekend, but we want to know. Great team performance. Anyway, he walks out in the 90th minute before the, the game's done. All right, down the tunnel. All right. Then news breaks that Eric Ten Hag has dropped Ronaldo from the United squad to face Chelsea. Uh, that is easy stuff. And then following that, there's a United statement. Cristiano Ronaldo will not be a part of the Man United squad for this Saturday's game against Chelsea. The rest of the squad is fully focused on preparing for that fixture. Then it says United are fully backing Ten Hag's stance on Ronaldo. And uh, the decision to drop Ronaldo was made by the manager and no one else. And then also, obviously, goes without saying, it breaks that the relationship between Ten Hag and Ronaldo is at breaking point with Ronaldo desperate to leave United and Ten Hag happy to let him go. And it comes out on The Athletic, which is like the most reliable sports publication. Cristiano Ronaldo will be separated from the Man United first team as Eric Ten Hag deals with his refusal to come on as a substitute during his side's win against Tottenham. Now, that's everything. Now, this follows uh, Ronaldo leaving the game in the 90th minute while United were putting in their best performance of the season without him. What are your thoughts on this, Hussein? I okay. So let's start off by saying, what could possibly be one of the reasons he didn't want to come on in the late game, right? Their tempers are flaring on the field. People are getting physical. A lot of injuries happen late game. You don't want to get injured. Why? Because the World Cup is coming up. Which kind of fits with my theory about him not wanting to play all season. That's first of all. Obviously, I think it escalated to a ridiculous point where he'd he'd been having probably a back of a back and forth ten hog behind the scenes. He kind of took a stance. He could have easily come on and, and and just taken it easy. Um, so late in the game where you already know you've won. I think he took a stance and decided, oh, I'm not going to come on. I'm going to have it my way, and you're not going to be satisfied. And that's how I want it. Right? I don't know what the issues are between Ronaldo and Ten Hag. Here's the one point that I want to make. Is we all know Ronaldo's had history of his tempers flaring. I don't know how many times he's thrown his captain's armband for Portugal. 
It's happened more than once. He's a very, very emotional football player. However, he's not. He's never had an issue with a club. Not his first time at United. Not when he was in Lisbon. Not at Madrid. Not with not with previous managers at United. Now with Ten Hag, and I'm not saying that this is Ten Hag's problem. All I'm saying is, at 37, towards the absolute end of your career, there to be a problem with the manager for the first time in your career. Kind of said that it says that this is a 50-50 streak. Or, which is also a likely option, he is slowing down. He is not bringing the numbers he used to. He is frustrated and he is looking for an outlet and a reason to blame why he's not doing as well as he's doing. And that's why all of these issues are happening between him and the club. What, mm. what do you think about that? Mm. I have a rebuttal for the um, the manager thing. Now, this is the first time in his career where one of two things isn't happening. Uh, one, he's not the star player because he just doesn't fit into our team. He's not as effective as he was, say, last season or the rest of his career. Um, and B, he he's not calling the shots. Now, last season at the club, there was a feeling that he was calling the shots. He was playing every week. Even through a spell where he just barely scored. Yeah, I mean, near the end of the season, he scored some hat-tricks and he was amazing. And I'm grateful to him for those memories. But there was a feeling, even at Juventus, we're all forgetting, he made Juventus worse. How many league titles did they win? I mean, in his first season, they won the league, right? Mm. Yeah. And then before that, I think all of that together was 10, 9 or 10 leagues in a row. Then they stopped. They couldn't. And they fell. And his last season, they came fourth. His last his last season with Juventus, yes, midfield was um, Rabiot. Rabiot was their starting eight. Yeah, I'm sorry, but no team that starts Rabiot is going to win the league. I don't care if Ronaldo's there. I don't care if Ronaldo, Messi, Mbappe, Neymar, and Lewandowski and Haaland are at the same team. You're not winning the league with Rabiot as your starting eight. I wouldn't blame. And like that's just. Could name the rest of the lineup, and it was—it's just as shocking yeah, as Rabiot. Yeah. No, no, no. The point true. is, it's not Ronaldo's fault. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to blame the team for that. I'm. He. He was starting every game, and he was good enough to. Yes, but he was. You could see at that point he was slowing down. I remember there was a while where he didn't go without scoring, and then he burst into it, and he got them top four because they weren't in the top four. But this is the first time in his career since he became this level. So, like since two thousand seven eight where he's not the star man anymore. He's forgotten what it's like to be the star player. He, it feels to me, right, I'm really disappointed with how he's acted. I'm really disappointed. When I saw him walking off the pitch yesterday, I knew this was going to happen. Everyone's forgotten about our performance yesterday, which was the best I've seen in a very long time. I'm really disappointed. He knew what he was doing. He was like, I'm walking off. I'm storming off. This is going to be a big deal. I know, because I'm Ronaldo. He's, a, he's not an idiot, right? And we, I knew this as soon as I saw it. It comes off as narcissism. Why are you doing that? It, this is a team, by the way, that in the Ammonia game away, were, try, were feeding him countless chances to get his 700th league goal. He kept missing and missing and missing. And he finally scored against Everton. And in the changing room, there's a nice picture of them lined up. They gave him a shirt, 700. There were 700 balloons. There's a huge celebration. The team loves him. Of course, why wouldn't they? The GOAT is in... In your team, you have to appreciate him. If he's one goal away, give it to him, you know? <laughs> now, 
the fact that it feels like the team are giving Ronaldo the respect and he is not showing it back to them. He didn't stay in to celebrate the win yesterday. He didn't just go to the dressing room. He left the stadium. He walked out, called his driver, was like, take me home. That's so petulant. He comes off as being a spoiled child and it, it, it just tarnishes my opinion of him. But, you know. I wouldn't go as far as to say it tarnishes my opinion of him. It's it's him on red alert for me. Ronaldo's career were to end today, he'd go down as the greatest footballer of all time, arguably. Mm-hmm. Or arguably the most successful footballer of all time. The fact of the matter is his career has not ended today. His career is going to continue two years. And it's unfortunately, it's more about how you're remembered than what you've done. If he continues like this, he's not going to be remembered in a positive light. He's going to be that bitter old man that ruined the club and left and probably moved on to another club, ruined that with his ego as well. Here's the thing. I'm not going to go as far as to say whatever club Ronaldo touches is going to turn to dust because of his ego. All I'm going to say is Ronaldo and Ten Hag definitely have a clash. Now, how does Ronaldo respond to this when inevitably in January he gets transferred over to another club? Is he going to fall in line? Or is he going to look for a club where he can basically do an Mbappe and decide, I want to do this my way and I want to control everything? Because how he acts in, in those, one of those two scenarios will make or break the rest of his career, in my opinion. That's a good point. I do agree with that. Um... It, it's just, it's got to the point where it, he's, he's gone from this epitome of professionalism, how to be a good athlete, how to be a professional, how to work in a team, to this bitter child, bitter, I mean, old man, like you said. It's insane. I did not expect this from him. Yeah, he throws his armband, he throws his tantrum, but he sits on the bench and at the end of the game, he goes and congratulates all his teammates and he celebrates with them. This is the first time I've seen him. Well, he did it in a friendly, but I don't really count that. He left the stadium at halftime. It's a friendly. I don't really care. But to do it in a league game, in what could be the the start of the Ten Hag era, it, it was being touted as that because of the, how decisive that win is. He made it all about him. And I do think he's prob- he probably is the greatest player of all time, but that is never going to sit right with me, how he made that day, that game, all about him. And we have to remember, yeah, you throw a tantrum, whatever, but sit on the bench and throw a tantrum. He's been get, you're getting paid half a million pounds a week and you can't just sit there quietly and enjoy the game. You don't even, don't even like, jump up and sit, sit there. You're supposed, you're paid to do that. And one thing is, right, I, I don't I say I hate, I highly dislike Pogba and what he did at the club. But he always sat there when he was called and did what he needed to do. Same with Martial. This is the worst thing I've seen a United player do in the last decade, walking out like that. Especially from him, I did not expect that. I, I don't, I'm just, I can't emphasize my disappointment enough, you know. And there were Ronaldo fanboys saying, oh, he warmed up twice. Uh, White Ten Hag disrespected him by not bringing him on. That's football. If you've played in a football team ever in your life, you know that that oh, happens. Let's, let's be real. The way that United were playing just did not support bringing Ronaldo on. They were playing a beautiful high press. Every one of the 11 was pressing. Ronaldo doesn't press. 
Why mm. bring a player that's going to disrupt the flow? And this is not a matter of skill and who's good and who's bad. Ronaldo, as a fact, does not press as a striker. But why bring on a striker that doesn't press for a striker that does press and that is retrieving the ball and that is making runs and that is being the source to most of your attacks, although Rashford wasn't scoring many shots on goal, he had many chances created, why would you take him off for a striker that doesn't press? That, to me, would not make sense. Exactly. Anyway, before we digress too much, finally, let's be honest, we both know he's leaving in January. Where do you think, A, he will go if he goes? Where do you think he should go? I know the answers to that might be different. Mm. Well, I just want to say firstly, just to add on to your point before we start this point, is Ten Hag still wanted to bring him on because he definitely made him a promise that he'd be a part of the team. Yeah, it's not a big part, but he wanted him to come on and he could have scored at the end and made it 3-0. I mean, he's only two goals away from his 500th uh, league goal. And there's still that. And the club, the players want to do well. Anyway, to answer your question, I think... There are only a few clubs that would actually even consider bringing him in, like top clubs. I think Chelsea's there. Bowley wanted him in the summer. Um, he could go back to sporting as well, but can they afford the wages? Even half of the wages, you know? Do they? Does it, the manager didn't want him, I remember. Where would he probably end up? I want to say Chelsea. I genuinely think that Chelsea, they give him Champions League football, the American owner is going to love Ronaldo, man. He's, he's going to be a star player. LeBron James, you know, he's going to play most games. I was talking to Charlie about it. He said, oh, we have a Bamiyan. I was like, you think the American owner isn't going to sign Ronaldo? You're dead wrong. So you're, what do you think? I think Aubameyang does play a big part in the reason why Chelsea wouldn't go for Ronaldo. Because at the end of the day, Aubameyang wasn't free and he wasn't cheap either, right? He was cheap. So, he was cheap. He just his wages. Was he? It's just his wages. No, he was really cheap from Barca. They needed the money, obviously. <laughs> I thought they sold him for 50 mil. Am I no, tripping? No, no. Just go on. I'll tell you. I'll just go on with your point. Either way, either way his, his wages definitely are not cheap. Mm. We're not going to bring in someone only to three months later bring in someone who is at the end of the day a 50-50. However, someone who I think is in need for a striker and wasn't as desperate before but is desperate now, Iron. Because oh, Bayern's top scorer and top assister is Musiala. Ane and Sane are bagging goals, but they don't have a striker. And you know it's getting bad when you start seeing Trupa Moting on the score sheet. <laughs> no. Realistically, do Bayern need a striker, especially in the Champions League? Yes. Because the Bundesliga, they can win it with six men on the field. Mm. Mm. If they want to have a shot at the Champions League, they might want to look into signing Ronaldo. Now, who do I think is the team that will benefit the most? Call me biased. I know it won't happen because we can't afford him. <laughs> Milan. Oh, but think about no, it. No, he would. No, I agree. Don't play the high-pressing football that United play. We have a target man, an aerial threat up top. It was working well for us, so we signed another one in Giroud and another one in Origi. We still want another one, right? At the end of the day, Giroud is old. And we we exclusively bring in players under 17 and over 37. All those over 37. Look, all I'm saying is if he decides to take a wage cut or United agree to pay him less, to, to, to pay half the wages or, or whatever the case may be, Ronaldo would flourish. 
Milan, and he would take Milan much further in the Champions League. But I think it is going to be either Chelsea or Bayern. Yeah, uh, tell you what, I'll talk to Ten Hag. You give us Liao. We'll give you Ronaldo. Absolutely, it's, not. it's a win-win, bro. Absolutely, <laughs> you can not. get a Ronaldo shirt, a- a- AC Milan Absolutely Ronaldo not. shirt. I'll take, I'll take Anthony for for uh, Liao. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was amazing against Tottenham but I mean yeah we're digressing um, I didn't actually say where where he would benefit I think I was I would have said Milan as well I think if he actually did go to Milan that would be huge for you guys I don't think Bayern would go in for him because it goes against their morals it goes against you know they don't overpay their players at all you know Mane Mane was never overpay, uh, overpaid at Liverpool Sane I think took a pay cut from City to Bayern they won't do it. They won't do it. Um, yeah. the, and they will probably get a young striker to build around. You know, the reason they sold Lewandowski was because he was getting old. You want They're trying to build a team around Musiala and Kimmich. But if they give him, if they if they sign him just for the rest of the season, like on a loan, that's, that's not a big commitment. That's true. If it's a loan, then great. But I, I think, if I remember correctly, in the summer we was, there was something about a loan, but Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldo and United weren't interested. Because United knew they'd but just be used. have escalated in a crazy way since it's the summer. True. It's true. Hey, I don't know. I guess we could sit and talk about this forever, but we mm. did um, agree to make this a short one. So let's call it a day here and revisit this after the next match day. Indeed. Yes. With no Ronaldo, uh, I want him gone. I love the man as a player, as a person. Come to me, lad. Come to me, lad. Come to me. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, Stay tuned for our episode coming out following the weekend's games. Take care, everyone. We'll see you soon.